Welcome back to Broadcast My Podcast. I'm your host, Quinlan Gray, and I'm here to say I got a new person to interview. His name's Ray Wade. He's my roommate and my friend. Let him spit a little rhyme about himself. Hey, Quinn. Thanks for having me here on the show today. Uh, My name, again, is Ray Wade. Uh, Yeah, I'm Quinn's roommate. I'm a sophomore here at MSU. I'm a business management major. Uh, uh, I'm from Seattle, Washington, right now where Quinn's from, too. Uh, You know, got to represent. And uh, I guess a fun fact about me is both my parents are actually from Montana. Did you know that, Quinn? I didn't know that, Ray. That's pretty cool. There's a fun fact for you guys. So you're back in the homeland. I am back in the homeland, and it's good to be back. I'll tell you that, Quinn. I'm glad. Thank you. Well, guys, I hope you are ready for quite the interesting podcast. We got a few few cool questions that I'm going to ask Ray, and we're just going to see how it goes. So stay tuned. All right, guys. So let's get into some deep questions. So, right, the first topic that I kind of want to discuss with you is about gossip. All right, gossip, okay. Gossip, yeah. And I want you, without naming any names, we want to keep this anonymous, but I want you to think about a time in your life where you've gossiped about someone. Okay, yeah. I, um, you know, first thing that comes right off the bat is even, you know, I wasn't much of a gossiper in high school. You know, we were, you know, kids. We were younger, but I feel bad more about it now because now that we're in college, there seems to be a lot more to gossip about. You know, you got roommates, you know, back in the dorms. There's there's so much going on that can really tick you off, and it's easy to talk, you know, behind somebody's back about just all the problems you have, you know. It's, it's a way to vent and kind of deal with it. It's not healthy, in my opinion, um, but it's easy. Um, so just that, just off the bat, you know, hanging out in Miller, you know, talking behind somebody's back, it was the easy thing to do. Um, and that's just the first thing that comes right off my mind. Would you say, like, in these moments when you were gossiping about someone that you were having fun? I wouldn't say it was fun. I would say that it was probably more frustration you know, on this person that you're talking about and you're kind of venting to other people. Almost. Yeah. You know, it was a, it's a, it's a way to share your frustration with other people and get positive reinforcement from it. Um, I wouldn't say it would be, you know, it's not, I wouldn't say it's fun, but, but it is a necessary and easy means of coping. Coping. Okay. Coping. And, um, well, sorry to come back to this first question I asked, but do you I think there's, there's any uh, specific times? Like, think about when you're back in Miller gossiping about someone. Do you remember what you could have gossiped about? Oh, you know, not cleaning up the dishes, staying up late, having friends over when they didn't tell you. There could be a plenty of things um, dealing with a roommate or other friends um, when you're living together. Um, I'm sure everybody has shared similar experiences with me. Uh, those are a couple to name. Mm-hmm. And so would you ever think about in the moment, like, and you said at the beginning, you're thinking about this now and you do feel bad about it. However, time it's been since you gossiped about this, but like in the moment, did you ever think about either the repercussions or if someone to ever find out that you were gossiping about them and that like say it was you you were you were having some bad gossip you were mm-hmm. kind of bashing on a person and did you ever think about like 
if this person was here right now, what would they say? Yeah, no, I would feel, you know, somewhat cowardly. Um, mm -hmm. And I would feel bad because... You know, I'm talking about them behind their back. And, you know, would they come up and be within earshot? That's uh, it's pretty low of me. And, you know, but that's not something you generally think about when gossiping. But, yes, of course, any situation where they're in earshot and whatnot, you feel really small and very petty. Uh, and it definitely would um, negatively affect our relationship. I, I can say... Unfortunately, I have been in situations where I have gossiped about someone and then I happen to turn around or look one direction and there they are, right there, right in earshot. And in that moment, now that I think about it now, I got so nervous, I guess, that thinking that they could have heard me, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. I just completely blew it off and I had no desire to go over to that person and say, hey, I'm sorry if you heard what I was talking about. And I guess the fear from that was because what if they didn't hear me mm -hmm. gossiping about them? Yeah. And then I go up and I tell them, hey, I was just gossiping about you. What do you think about that? And they didn't, they had no idea. And That's a valid point. That is a valid point. Yeah. And so that just makes me think like, Gossiping isn't even worth it. It's not at the end of the day, but it's, you know, it's a hard thing to deal with. It's, it's too easy to just talk when they're not there because usually there's no repercussions. You'll have somebody agree with you and that will, they'll positively help you deal with the situation. But, um, yeah, it's a risky road. You just got to think before you act. I would agree with that. And I think like people don't think before they act because it's so natural for it to come out. It's like, hey, did you hear this? Hey, this person did that. Mm -hmm. And then that just starts the chain of events and you just keep getting deeper and deeper into this gossip. And I guess no one knows when to stop. And it just turns out to be a really bad thing if you look at it after the fact. Rumors and gossip is an age old issue. Yeah, it's been happening ruin, since the beginning of time for sure. Ruin plenty of relationships and whatnot, even worse. Even worse, most even definitely. Worse. All right, what's our next question here? All right, yeah. Um, that, was, that was a pretty good way to start this off. So another uh, subject that I kind of want to speak about is speaking candidly. Um, so do you think you can give me your own personal definition of what speaking candidly means to you? I guess for me, you know, on the point of, you know, eventually coming to the point where you have to speak candidly to somebody is putting out there everything that has been on your mind on an issue, you know, and it's, there's going to be some animosity that comes from it, but it's, it's worth it to do. So yeah, yeah, you know, speaking your truth, speaking your truth, say. saying everything that you want to say. Yeah. You got it. You just leave it, let, putting it all on the table and allowing it to be unpacked by, you know, whoever's receiving it. And just like kind of not holding anything back that I guess you're afraid to say, or, even you just don't want to say because it, it could either hurt the person or mm -hmm. just something else. Hopefully it's come to the point where the, it needs to be said, though. You've analyzed the situation and think that this might hurt the person, but we need to bring it out in the open. It needs to be understood by everyone. It needs to be understood. Okay. Well, I, I'll ask, um, as an individual, how well do you think other people hear 
and listen and kind of take in your voice as when like you're either speaking to a group or just like one-on-one. Do you think you have like a powerful voice that connects to other people? I think um, based on my past experiences in, you know, leadership positions like this, I think that when I, when I really try my best, I can, I can grasp individuals and group attentions alike quite handily. Um, I think that um, I need, I say what needs to be done using an affirmative voice. Um, and uh, in, in my experiences, that's, you know, it's worked out quite well. And I've been able to get people all on the same page group or individual. I'm talking to different individuals at different times on the same, you know, subject. To either like convince them or just yes, exactly. let them yeah, know. You know. Um, okay. So then I want to know if there's ever any times where you have said things about a topic, but you don't feel the need to speak up about another kind of thing that you're holding back. So basically saying you're not fully speaking candidly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, are you saying, have I had an experience like that? Yeah. If you can just point out any times like that. Oh, I mean, with most things, I say with most things, that's the case, you know, only in high stakes scenarios or prolonged um, issues have, has candid speaking been necessary. Um, you know, specific example would be to, you know, you get somebody to clean an area once, you know, you're telling them, you're not saying the whole thing, you know, but say they are messy all the time, you're going to have to bring up more underlying issues and speak candidly about their, you know, characteristics of being a messy person instead of, you know, a singular incident of them just being dirty. So, situational. It's situational. I agree with that. Well, okay, so I guess you kind of just answered my next question almost. I was going to ask, do you think it's necessary or at least a good thing to speak candidly your full truth every time that you're talking with someone? Uh, I mean, I'd say I don't think that's necessary every single time. I think it's good to be clear when speaking to most people all the time, but there are the factors of their character, how they receive blunt um, direction from you, um, the situation itself, how much control you have over it. There's a lot of social factors that can play into candid speaking. But I would say be a little bit more on the reserved side of speaking candidly to not hurt people's feelings if it's not necessary. Okay, well, I guess you just kind of answered my next question once again. (laughs) Um, I was going to ask, I kind of want to understand the feelings that you felt that led up to you not wanting to speak up in a certain situation. And I kind of want to specifically know in like a serious situation that you didn't speak your whole truth or say something that needed to be said. Yeah, I mean, there's been plenty of times where, you know, say a friend of mine was kind of getting pushed around somewhere um, and not fully speaking, or I was wronged. Say, you know, I got kicked out of a concert once and I didn't really speak candidly enough to get back into this concert and explain why, you know, it wasn't me that was, you know, doing something. You know, there's been plenty of scenarios where I didn't speak up, so to say. Um, where, you know, I kind of just let it roll over and not speak my full truth to what, what we've defined it as. Okay, well, I think on this subject, you have spoken very candidly, and I appreciate I would say, that. Yeah, 
I, yeah, I'm trying to get it out there, you know? That's what we're here for, right? Awesome, so I guess let's go and speak candidly about the next subject. So, Raymond, this next subject I'd like to talk about is taking radical responsibility. I'd like to read you an excerpt from our book, The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership. It states, I commit to taking full responsibility for the circumstances of my life and for my physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. I commit to supporting others to take full responsibility for their lives. And I guess we'll start off by just kind of relating this to I, the workplace and taking full radical responsibility. And I want to know if you've ever been working where there's been a situation where someone is getting blamed, either you or another employee, and either responsibility was not taken or you did take responsibility and what could have happened because of that? Well, Quinn, um, I'm glad that we talked about the workforce. I have um, actually a great example that comes to my mind. Um, actually, this summer, I worked as a manager of a pool um, and I had pool attendants that I would oversee. And, you know, there was a lot of occasions where they would make a mistake and when explaining to the patrons what happened, I would take responsibility for it. Taking full responsibility. What is this again? Taking radical responsibility. Taking, I took radical responsibility for it. Um, so, situation. They didn't get a reservation um, put down correctly. So, I would go speak to the customer and I would say, you know, hey, I'm super sorry for this. I didn't have the... Um, Pool attendant itself talked to them. I took radical responsibility because as my position as a manager, that's what I'm supposed to do. Okay. And then I would go and, you know, speak candidly to my um, pool attendant and explain, you know, why we need to be better, um, do it correctly and teach them. But I think that taking full radical responsibility in workplace environments and in your life will, you know, as it said, create a strong better moral character it honestly people like um when other people take responsibility for, for things instead of pushing it off uh, i think the customer in this case appreciated it more um so that was just an example where radical responsibility actually improves the situation okay yeah that's that is a great example and so i'd like to kind of flip this subject and almost say um what do you think could happen in a situation where an individual doesn't take full radical responsibility and say they there is something that they did, but they don't want to take the responsibility and say, this is my fault. This is how I'm going to fix it and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we can go back to the workforce. Um, uh, example, a specific example would be uh, take my supervisor at this job, for example. He had done something incorrectly, but then put it on my staff. And, you know, he was, he avoided blame for it, but everybody at this organization looked at him in a worse light because he did not take full radical responsibility as the supervisor of this area or this department. So he might have avoided blame in the short term, but had as negatively affected in the long term his, uh, the perception of him at this company. And... So I would imagine like one of our earlier subjects that we were talking about, this caused a lot of gossip about your superior. Exactly. You know, you're, you're creating gossip because he's shown a weak 
um, example of more character, which then in turn allows people to gossip about it, which then is, you know, creates a negative work environment. So everything snowballs to each other when people don't take full radical responsibility for the actions that they commit or step up and take the responsibility of others and then explaining to them what they did wrong instead of putting it on them in the spot because then they can gossip about that. It's about taking action, speaking candidly to avoid gossip, which creates negative relationships. And if you are to take radical responsibility, just from these situations that you're talking about, it definitely seems like it's just a very positive thing in your work environment because you don't want gossip. You don't want, well, I guess you want to speak candidly, but like you just, I don't know, like you said, snowballing. It starts with one thing and then it goes to the next and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and it just brings down the whole process of whatever is happening. And yeah, that's just, that. that is not good for any type of thing that is going on. So I appreciate you for taking radical responsibility within your workplace. I appreciate it as well. Everybody, you know, work or not, taking responsibility, doing your dishes, and if not, <laughs> taking ownership from it. Everybody wins in the end because we avoid gossip. We avoid talking behind the back. Um, but also, you know, it's the, it's the point of the other person when they don't take full radical responsibility to speak candidly to them, to avoid gossip mm -hmm. and calling people out in a similar way. Just being, being a strong communicator and speaking when necessary is a way to live. It's a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. Kind of, I think we've come we've hit the nail on the head there in this podcast here. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Well... I think we're going to cut it on that subject right there. Very, very insightful discussion today. It has really opened up my mind to certain things that you've said. And I hope my questions and just responses to you has opened up your mind to other things. Would you say so? I'd say, you know, whenever talking out loud about... Issue, social issues such as these, you know, everybody learns from it, um, myself included, you know, it's always good uh, to reflect and uh, bounce ideas off of each other. Definitely. It's been a pleasure. It, I, I always love having you on the show. You are always such a good man. You say some great things and I'm really excited to get you on here next time. So ladies and gentlemen, this has concluded episode number 142 of Broadcast My Podcast. Sorry, that might have been really loud, guys, but Broadcast My Podcast. I'll see you guys next time, exactly one week from now. Same time, same place. And three, dude. That meant deuces. Bye.